Welcome back to another episode of the Shift Train Podcast. I'm What's Ed up, Ru- everybody? All right. Well, Arthur's jumping right in. Jumping right, right in. I'm Ed Rudisell, and that's Arthur Black. It was. <laughs> it is. And uh, we are recording here uh, with Yannick Benjamin. You got it right. All right, man. Uh, old friend <laughs> Arthur's. You know, uh, it's been real cool. We've been sitting here hanging out for a little bit um, before we got started today, and it's been a pleasure to meet you, man. It's an honor to meet you. It's great. Yeah, it's great to have some uh, boys from Indianapolis uh, out here in New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. So uh, we, we've had a lot of awesome guests um, over the past year, year, year plus. Um, and, and this, I'm so goddamn thrilled because um, I get to hang out with my boy Yannick, who's one of my favorite people on the fucking planet. Wow, thank like, you, man. If, have you ever met anybody out there who you've only probably like been in the flesh and hung out maybe a dozen, maybe 15, maybe 20 times or something, but right from the, the start, you know, like, this dude gets it. He's the real deal. He's awesome. This is one of my favorite people in the fucking world. I would lay down on the tracks for this man any day of the week. Uh, um, he, he, he has uh, an amazing story to tell. He's extremely talented, very, very, very smart, very knowledgeable. I've been coming up in the ranks with him. For probably ten, at least twelve years we're now. Just, yeah, we're just talking about that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Long. I mean, definitely. I feel like it's longer. Yeah, it, it seems like it. And we're we're in uh, we're we're just northeast of Central Park right now, right? We're just one block away from uh, Central Park. You got that okay. right. That is absolutely correct. So we just came from uh, a rum tasting in, in, in Brooklyn. Ed and I did, and then we were able to make this uh, this connection and, and this this appointment happen. And I couldn't. Couldn't be more excited. So, um, yeah, uh, man, we're, we're recording out of a, a wellness center where um, Yannick does. Uh, he does a lot of work within the wine community, but a lot of work in other communities as well, which we'll get to. So, a little bit of a different venue. We're not in a bar right now. <laughs> this is different, and we don't have booze in front of us. No, like, there's, no there's like actually people on the other side of this wall, like which you might be able to hear, like exercising that's like right. that, that that's is right. that is a very rare moment for us because yeah. it's usually like the exact opposite <laughs> like, there, there's a heavy bag over there we yeah, have to fuck up on the right, way get to go fuck it up yeah so we typically start uh, each podcast with our guest about what they had, might have had to drink last night what did you drink last night Yannick it doesn't have to be alcohol or wine just straight uh, Poland Spring last night that's all I did because yeah. I was uh, I was so busy because um, I'm getting ready for our big fundraiser, which is going to be in April, called Wine on Wheels. So I had to really stay focused. But the night before that, um, if you want to talk about alcohol, so my whole day yesterday was spent drinking um, Poland Spring, but I'm not the day before. Uh, Friday was La Festa de Borolo, which was at El Del Posto, and it's this great celebration of all these wonderful uh, Barolo producers and uh, some dynamite wines, some just stellar, stellar wines. What was the year? Do you remember? Oh, it was just, it was Barolo from, yeah, so it's basically like a BYOB, but you've got Rinaldi there, you have uh, Conterno, I mean, those wines that are represented there. It's just a who's who of Barolo, and people bring in their own wines, and we share them together, and it's really a very, very special moment. It sounds like a lot of uh, tooth enamel removering. Yeah. Uh, removering, removing. Removal. Removal. If you guys aren't familiar with uh, Barolo out there, we're coming from one of the 20 in, uh, different regions in Italy, in northwestern Italy. Nebbiolo is a primary grape uh, variety. This is one of the such a beautiful wines. part of the world. Oh, a- absolutely! Uh, uh, northwest Italy is, is definitely one of my favorite areas. Piedmont's Fantastic. gorgeous, um, but these wines are built to last. They're extremely age-worthy. They're very tannic. 
low in pigmentation, pigmentation which is kind of kooky because usually you, you associate more opaque wines with more tannic wines, but Nebbiolo is a trickster, but he's the best wine you could have in a blind tasting because you, you look at it and you're like, this could be Pinot, this could be an older you know, Bordeaux, and then you taste it and you're like, fuck, my mouth, ouch. This is Nebbiolo. <laughs> it's so true. It is. So, Speaking uh, of hurting your mouth, is there any uh, anything you had to drink last night? <laughs> I, I already I, know the I, answer to this question. This this question is for the sake of the, the listeners because I know that we drank quite a lot last night. I know that you were behaving, but there were still some times where you. you, you I I swallowed a couple did, times yeah. last night. So. <laughs> <laughs> My. Um, my, my, my dry I had spell. had a nickel for every time. Yeah, right, exactly. I, I still think <laughs> exactly. my dry spell is a dry spell, and I'm proud. No, you, the, did, you did good, man. You really did. the amount I consumed last night, uh, which was very minimal. It was a few ounces at best. I'm but not proud of what I consumed. We, yeah, um, are you you're still hurting? Yeah. Uh, not now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we, we went to a number of places, like Death and & Company. And oh, then, sure. And, uh, where else hey, well, Southern T took us around like Cienfuegos and Moria Margo and Mother of Pearl. So Southern, Southern tried to kill us last night. And what a great dude, Southern. <laughs> thanks, man. But like, they were sending out some drinks after everyone had been drinking. <laughs> yeah, man. And I was smelling and tasting and spitting everybody's stuff. And then I, yeah, you did. You really did a good job. Yeah. Although I'm not sure the Death and Go people knew that like you were using one of those glasses to spit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, um, hey, sorry if you work yeah, if you yeah, work yeah. at Death and Company. Like we we apologize, but like hey, we gotta we gotta keep our health number one on so that. So where was the last place? And <laughs> yeah, you're place? asking me. Well, it was uh, the the, uh, the dead. Pearl, Pearl, uh, the, the oh, Mother of Pearl, Mother yeah. of Pearl, okay. So yeah, we yeah, went yeah. there and they served this drink that came out in a shark's the head, the shark bite, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there was really? like you okay. drank out of its mouth and then there was blood all over the shark. It has bitters, bitters are all just dashed all over, so it looks I'm like this bloody pass that up. So oh, yeah, it was yeah. like, a, like a mermaid, like pineapple leaves that were like kind of wrapped up as like a mermaid tail, so it looks like a shark had just eaten a mermaid, yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, I don't have all my shit with me because we're in New York, so I didn't drink my my Duca tea. Um, <laughs> but uh, refer to our what, uh, is previous. What, what is this that you drink? Duca. Uh, here man. we go. Here well, we it's go. actually I kind of named it that. So and I went through this in a previous uh, cast, but Duca is all the shit we put into our mind, our body, our spirit that we don't fucking need. It's all the noise. It's all the trash. It's all the bad food. It's all the bad you know, mojo and, and juju or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And you got to get rid of that shit so you can break the cycle of samskara, which is just moving through life in circles. <laughs> trying to, yeah. yeah. And I, make your way on to the bar, Like, all right, right. So okay. since I've been dry and I'm trying to clean my body of all this shit, minus the shark bite last night, um, I've been making my own teas of dandelion root and ginger yeah. and turmeric and milk thistle and... Uh, what else? Uh, artichoke uh, oh, extract wow. and, and okay. other things that are all good for the body. So I, I didn't have the Duke tea. No, you didn't. But you, I had a shark bite. You did all right, man. I, I had a lot of uh, everything. I was not, uh, <laughs> I was not behaving. I, I had a, an inkling that I wouldn't be. But um, no, I think the highlight of the night was like we all felt like we had mildly behaved until we uh, were trying to like find our way back to the hotel. We were following Martin Kate. Yeah, we uh, zigzagged around yeah, fucking East Village. I think Martin night. got us about 25 minutes away. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> I was like, 
Uh, no, it's great. I love Martin, and uh, it was it was great, man. We got some pizza, if I recall, right? You know, it's like you can't be in New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. You yeah. can't go to New York and not have a slice, man. You know, especially You're like ninety nine two in the morning. Slice, yeah, good, good, good. And we did drink. Uh, I think it was Death and Company that sent out shots of uh, Nico Pelosi's uh, rum. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was uh, uh, okay. the um, yeah the. Um, Navazos Palazzi. Yeah, yeah, so shout out to, to Nicolas um, and his new rum. I wasn't going to pour that out either. Oh, so. uh, no, for sure not. And, like, if you guys uh, out there are not familiar with uh, Nico Palazzi, we actually did an, an episode with him uh, called Unicorn Booze with Nico. Uh, oh, so cool. definitely check that out because, I mean, I the guy brings in some of the most special stuff that you're going to find. He really does, yeah. And we called it Unicorn because unicorns are feminine, and Nico's definitely kind of a... Is that why we did it? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a very feminine man. A.K.A., uh, yeah, right. He's very, I, very precious. I always love talking with <laughs> him. very, very precious. Nico yeah. and Arthur, because Nico will say something, but because it has an accent, Arthur repeats it. It's like mansplaining, you know? And Nico's right, like, right, I just right. fucking said that. Yeah, I, yeah. I translate it to him, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so Yannick, um, he and I, like, we, we've known each other for a long time. We used to compete against one another back in the day. And we know each other for moving through different educational organizations, like uh, the Court of the MS and, and, and others. And the first time we met, I think, I'm pretty sure, was in, in Monterey. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. And we were going for best young sommelier in the country, and this was like the finals. <laughs> yeah. How long ago was this? Because I'm not feeling like anybody at this table is young. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I just turned 40, so <laughs> this is... Yeah. All right, so we're about the same, right? We're, we're yeah. all about the same. I think Arthur's about 47 or so. And, and uh, <laughs> notice I didn't say we did this a year ago. I said we did <laughs> right, yeah. First met, we did of course. Yeah. So I think we'd gotten done with a portion of the competition, and Yannick... Myself and a few others are sitting at a table at this restaurant getting some lunch. We're kind of waiting for results. We were talking about the wines we just blind tasted, and, and I was talking about Chenin Blanc, and I was throwing out like aldehydic apple and brown apple and apple slaw and, and lanolin as, as markers. And then uh, Yannick, and I don't know if he remembers this, but he was like, so, uh, you know, you, you, didn't, you didn't get uh, chamomile in that or marzipan or, or something like that. I'm like, no, not really. He's like, dude, those are like classic fucking Shinnamlock markers. And the other people at the table saw us both, and they were like, hey, we don't need to debate this. And Yannick was like, I'm not going to debate with this motherfucker. Look at his arms, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Yannick and I were two, we're definitely the most, like, Goomba, you know, Jersey Shore-looking cats <laughs> in the uh, in the sommelier community. We're bigger dudes, you know. We, we, we look a little wappish. Yannick's more high and tight. <laughs> right now, I'm more man bun. But um, <laughs> now we're we're sitting here right in the middle of a of a gym. I mean, you know, this is yeah, yeah. that's great, right? Yeah. It's like uh, people sorry pumping for iron. The noise, by the way. I hope it's yeah. yeah no, it, it adds because, to the yeah, atmosphere. Okay, it proves good, that good. we're not only about drinking; we're also about <laughs> hanging around people that yeah, work out. No, no. <laughs> yeah. so, Maybe so, not for ourselves, but there. Right, yeah, right, right. Of real course. life shit. You know, um, things happening all around us. Uh, gyms now. But what, we, where are we exactly are we at? So we, we taxied up here to see you. Uh, right. We're right off the edge of Central Park, but like, what's so the... Are, you're, you're, you're right off the edge of Central Park, but now you're, you're, you're on the border of um, just touching into uh, uh, Spanish Harlem. Okay. So we are like basically in Spanish Harlem. Yeah, this is uh, now officially up. Is this one of the, the areas where you, you do some of your work for your nonprofit stuff? So this, this wellness and physical fitness center is under the umbrella of Willing Ford. Oh, so we, wonderful. Th we take care of it. I'm not here, I'm, I'm actually working, right? So 
So yeah, so this is the Wellness and Physical Fitness Center that proceeds that the profits that we make from our wine um, uh, tastings, auctions, and auctions tastings. all that goes to this. So people that are less, that, that, that are from lower income backgrounds, you know, or have a place where they can work out, where the equipment is adaptive, or all the classes that are adaptive, and all the trainers understand these, their needs because we have people with serious injuries, right. or MS, or Parkinson's, or you know, uh, things of like that, things of serious neurological um, issues that they may have, and they come here and they can keep themselves healthy and all that. And then well, the mom be amongst their peers. We might have gotten ahead of ourselves a little bit because we, we've got a lot of people out there that are listening and not sitting in the room with us. So uh, it's worth mentioning that, so Yannick's in a wheelchair. Right. Um, yep. So you were injured, uh, had a spinal injury? Right, yeah. So uh, I was uh, in a car accident in 2003 and uh, I was paralyzed from the waist down. Um, they told me I would never walk again. Prior to that, I my accident was in October of 2003. I had just gotten married in July of 2003 and I was working as a sommelier at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel here right on Central Park South, not too far from here, about 15 minutes, you know. And I had this whole vision, I had this whole plan, and then of course that changed drastically within five seconds. And I went to rehabilitation, I worked really hard. I went back to work uh, part-time at the Ritz-Carlton, just doing some office work, getting myself back into the groove of things. And I had a couple of hiccups, some challenges, you know, some health issues and all that kind of stuff. But I really knew that because of this injury, I didn't think I should change what I wanted to do. So by the age of 13 years old, I already decided that I wanted to do what my uncles and my father had done, um, which was a career in the restaurant business. And that's what I wanted to do. And I thought, why should I be any different? But I, not only did I, I pick up this passion for, for restaurants, but I developed this passion for beverage, hospitality. So it was much deeper, you know, than that. And then all of a sudden I got involved with sommelier competitions, which really was probably one of the greatest things that I could get myself involved. I was it's a able great to, experience, It's man. an incredible I mean, experience. Any young, young Psalms out there, compete. I mean, whether yeah. or not you win or you, it's you not don't win, winning, yeah. it's about sharing like your experiences and chops and meeting new friends. Like, I, you know, it, it might have been years later before I met Yannick, and he, like 100%. I said, he's, yeah, he's one 100%. of my favorite boys in the, in the fucking uh, industry. Likewise, so. I have so much respect for you. Um, no, no, it's true. Um, so the, uh, that's, that's where it all came from, you know, and so life goes on, you, you progress and you figure things out and it takes a while. So, the, the, you know, it's sort of like my new birthday. October 27th is when I had my car accident. Um, January 2nd is my birthday, but it's almost, that's my new birthday. It's right, just, man. It's just, rebirth. It's a rebirth, you know, and you're... This was a serious, a serious fucking accident. Like, if you didn't, because you, like, went off the side of the road and you, you had to crawl out of your car up right. to the street to get someone's attention, right? Right. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a pretty rough accident. Certainly, um, it sounds crazy to say, but I'm very lucky. It could have been much worse. I could have suffered um, severe damage to my brain. I could have been a higher level. I could have been paralyzed from the neck down. I could have died, right? But, uh, and most of all, someone could have been in the car with me. And luckily, no one was in the car with me. I could have injured someone else. None of that happened. So at the end of the day, I'm very, very fortunate. And not, not only fortunate, but fortunate to have so many great friends, so many great, you know, yeah. my family to support. And this is why all of this exists, this organization called Willing Forward. Right, so that's what I was gonna ask about a little bit because, um, I mean, you've turned like, not only you said, I didn't want that to disrupt my life and my path forward as a sommelier, but like you not only did not let that disrupt your life, but right. you like took that and doubled, 
the fuck down. Right, <laughs> you right. Know? <laughs> and like, so now you've got this not-for-profit Wheeling Forward as well, right? right? Yeah. So why Wheeling <clears throat> Forward was created was basically like, I'm not, I didn't grow up very wealthy, but I grew up with financial means. And while I was in the hospital, I was a, when they discharged me, I was able to go back home. The same people that were on the same floor with me were not able to go back home. They had to go back to the nursing home. And I was just, wow. I was just questioning myself, why, why was this happening to me? You know, why weren't they given the same opportunity? And I thought that was so unfair. I thought that was so unfair. So a few years later, after I was able to do, I needed to focus on myself. You had to get through the work. I got divorced, I, I, you know, I lived on my own. I needed to figure things out, you know? And finally got to a point where I'm like, hey, I'm ready to do these wine events. I'm ready to raise money. But most of all, support a population that is basically ignored. And yeah. it's this disability population that comes from nothing that I really wanted to support and, and, and show that love to. And show the love that I was given by my family and by my friends. And by people like you, Arthur, because I'm not saying this because this is your podcast, but I never forgot when we went on that first wine trip together. Yeah, yeah. And every time, hey man, where do you want to go? You don't need to stand on the side. And he would push me down these hills in the vineyards like, you, I want you to see everything. And you know, that, that means so, I mean, that's something that I never forgot. And that's because we met at the competition, but this opportunity that you gave me and the confidence that you gave me that I was able to see what everybody else was seeing, that meant a lot. You know, I never forgot that. All right, so everyone out there that thinks that I'm uh, Man, you're excessively- you're fucking this up. He's got an image here. I don't fucking this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He, everyone I, thinks he's a dick. Don't make him look like a nice guy. By the way, he just gave a very big donation to Wheeling Ford. That's why I'm saying this. <laughs> <laughs> for, for all those that quote- For $2,000, we'll say nice things about uh, yeah, you. Yeah, right, right, right. Excessively right. vulgar and mean. Excessively mean and vulgar. Excessively yeah. mean and vulgar. You you guys can fuck off, all right? Because you just heard it from Yannick, who's yeah. an angel yeah. and an inspiration to uh, to all of us. Um, and and man, yeah, you are man. I mean, you you were dealt a shit hand, and you just you. I know you went through a dark period, and we all do course, for yeah. various things. But you you fucking plowed through, and and you do right by other people. And it, it, it's 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 nothing shy of, of inspiring, man. It's it's absolutely fucking amazing. It really is. Well, I think we all paid forward differently, and if we, we haven't done that, we should think about it. But it can be done in many different ways. As you know, you paid forward to you. I, mean, I know you've mentored a lot of people in the Indianapolis area who want to get into beverage or food or in the hospitality industry. And that's, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, sometimes we may not see it that way. You don't necessarily have to give money to a homeless guy in the street or whatever it is, but there are many other ways that you can pay for it and make it better. All right, so... Um... Yannick mentioned a second ago, and I'm not going to let this go. We're going to talk about this, Yannick. So <laughs> I'm going to apologize to your wife right out. Uh, what's your wife's name? Oh, Heidi, Heidi. Heidi. So yeah. Yannick was recently married a couple years ago? Yeah, May, May 2016. I've never met the lady. I understand she's wonderful, which is great, because if she wasn't, I'd have to break her legs. Um, <laughs> we don't I, need another person in a wheelchair. Right, right. I don't want anybody What is fucking, enough? What is enough? Everybody. I don't want anybody fucking with my boy. Um, Nor do we need you breaking a lady's legs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> sweep the leg, Johnny. You know, yeah, sweep, right. <laughs> sweep the fucking yeah, leg, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, so uh, he was talking about uh, at one of our first trips together, and we were both invited to a program called Master Napa Valley. That's where, right. you know, aspiring MWs or MSs uh, get invited and go out and work with uh, Napa Valley Vintners Alliance and spend time with UC Davis and all that kind of shit. And uh, we were on, on 
one of our little vineyard excursions, and, and the, the, the vineyard was extremely rocky, um, very obtuse stones, uh, not, not a fine particle vineyard. And, you know, I, I dragged his ass, you know, into the vineyard and the, and the chair against his will, because he's like, I'll stay over here. And I'm like, the fuck you will. We need to count some berries. And, uh, <laughs> and we did, but on the same trip, since this was a, like a co, like in tandem work between Master Sommeliers and Masters of Wine, there were Masters of Wine students there, and there was a woman there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where Yannick got the name the Whale Rider. The Whale Rider. Oh, yeah. The Whale Rider. Are we going? How far so, are we oh, going with this? No, no, no. I've said way more offensive things. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, I'm just fearing I'll, what's to come it's here. Not as bad. <laughs> it's not It's an Like you, you just you don't have these experiences unless you go network in the industry with, with people around the country and around the world. Absolutely. And that's what's great about our beverage community. You get to do this, especially if you're you know you're going through upper echelons of master wine or master song programs. Is the people you meet. Fuck you know the end results, the journey. Um, and there was this, this woman there who was from like Norway or she was from Finland, and she be, she's now a master of wine. She did get her MW. Yeah, she did okay, get her, yeah. cool. So she, um, but she she didn't look like a happy woman. She was just like her, just had this kind of like grunt on her face. And yeah, like, he's a good looking dude and charming dude. He's like, you know, why are you know why, why come you don't look so happy? Like what, what what's going on? And I'm not saying there was a flirt there, but he was just a, a considerate human being. And um, she looked at him, and she just said, I come from a whale-killing country. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, that was like, what? What? And like, all of like, me and, and what, Chris Miller and... Was, like, was, uh, you think Craig I'm not Collins, happy? Craig Collins and You think Devin. I'm not happy? We kill whales, man. Yeah. What yeah. do you expect? I come from a whale-killing nation. Is exactly <laughs> that what you Yeah. It, like, how do you respond to that? Uh, there was no response. Uh, yeah, to it. There, I don't think there is. There There's was, nothing. In fact, the way it came out, it was brilliant. Oh, it was. And so and, the rest of the trip, we're like, "You gotta do it, man! Become the whale rider, do it!" <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's I'll, awesome. I'll never I wanna, forget I wanna that. I want to turn it back for a second because, like, every yeah. time we talk with wine people, because I'm not like uh, I haven't done all the MW and the and no. the SOM competitions and all that. Um, it's always to me really fascinating to like where that aha moment is. Like, I mean, you said you were like, yeah. at a very young age, you decided that you wanted to follow in the footsteps of your family and like be right. in the restaurant business. But like, at what point do you be like, wine, wine's it, man. Like that's that's what I'm gonna do. Um, because I, me as, I'm 41 now and, and people often ask me like, you know, if you could like start over, would you do the same path? And I said, no, man, I would have, I would have taken this industry much more seriously at a much younger age instead of like just smoking weed and drinking cheap booze through my twenties, <laughs> you know? Uh, like knowing yeah. what I know now, I would have like probably yeah. gone the wow the wine route uh, at a much younger age. And uh, but it it's always interesting to me to like kind yeah. of find where that aha moment is. Like that there's always that one wine where you're like, okay, this is something. Yeah, I mean, I think for me an aha moment. I think I call it, wine for me is liquid geography, right? It's the well, I mean, I think most beverages can, and that's all your perception. But for me, and particularly wine. And that one glass of wine encompassed the story of the winemaker, the soil, uh, the climate, um, the struggle of the vine. You know, those things, and agriculturally is something I very much like. You know, my father's from a, a farming family. So that's something that, all of those components is something that I really enjoyed. I don't have a story to tell you that I had this one glass of wine and it mesmerized me and changed me. 
And that's what decided, you know, I mean, most people tell you that. From the age of 13, I knew that I wanted to be in this business. I mean, my hero was Ted Danson, Sam Alone on Cheers. <laughs> yeah, man. Whose was it, man? And I said, that really was, you know, I wanted a place exactly like that, you know? Uh, he was your hero because he was a pimp he and was he, a, was, he hooked up with a lot of ladies. Dude, who didn't want to be a hero? Of course. Except for that time where he was like in love with Diane. I never understood that. I hated that time of Cheers. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that yeah, was like yeah, the worst. Yeah. Uh, she, she, she was totally lame. <laughs> But <laughs> she was totally lame. Yeah, not my thing. Not my thing. But, but that's what I that's what I wanted. You know, like that. That's you know that 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 company. I always just loved being you know meeting people like yourself. You know, and, you know. Right. See, a, that's the problem with me. Yeah. Is that I wanted to be Norm. <laughs> Norm. Yeah. I wanted to be on the other side, so I was accomplishing nothing. Man. Where you're learning. Uh, who was the postman? Uh, Cliff. 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 Yeah, like, yeah. Great fucking series. Uh, like one of my favorite uh, little it's great. It's great. moments. It's in great. We just lost all of our demographic under uh, 35. Funny shit. Cliff was a, a mailman who, um, like, you know, was an idiot, but thought he knew everything. Totally, total idiot. <laughs> and very much like us. One of my, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite episodes, like, uh, Cliff was going on at length in a conversation at the bar with someone who didn't want to be engaged in it, and Norm was walking out from the back of the bar where the pool table was, and he was like, hey, Cliff, there's a guy back there that says you don't know anything about photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> and Cliff is like, you know, pulls up his pants and he's like, well, I'll go show him a thing or two. <laughs> so, oh. All right, so Ed Norm got fucking Sam over here. But no, I mean, that's so you, like, obviously everybody wanted to be that cool guy that, like, that yeah, did the stuff mean, behind the bar. But, but I, I mean, I, I remember going, my mom is from the Midduck in Bordeaux. She's from, she's right in the heart oh. of her. And so I, I went with uh, her best friend, I um, mean, because my parents stayed behind. And we went to go visit some wineries, and Chateau Giscou was the place in Margot. And I remember just the smell of the cellar, the smell of that kind of almost this mustiness, the, the wood, the cedar, all this. It's a it, great smell. It's a, such you, an incredible you walk smell. Into a, oh, a maturing it's a, room, whether it's beer, it's a very or special smell. Yeah, balsamic I mean, or wine oh, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So it's something so unique. And so right then and there, I said, "Boom! I want to be in this industry." And then when I started working at a restaurant called Le Cirque. That was in its heyday, one of the best places. You were at Le Cirque, but at the the one on the pa at the Palace Hotel. Man, I love that place. And I was working and opening. This was during the dot com era, during '97. I mean, the bubble was there. It's crazy, you know. You're just opening crazy, crazy shit. shit. Exactly. I mean, fucking like nothing, you know. And I'm, oh my god, this is what I want to do. I want to be that psalm, you know. He, this guy's walking around the the, the the restaurant. He look. He, I mean, this guy is just running the show. Like, I, that's who I want to be. And so that's how I started taking wine classes at the uh, WSET, uh, International Wine Center, which is for the, the program for the Master of Wine. And that was probably, I guess, not, I'm, it's not really the aha moment, but what I will tell you, if you want me to say just from a human emotional aspect of my aha moment, was I remember on January 9th, 2004, was the first time that I had a glass of wine in over three and a half months, because it was right after my accident. Okay. So what do you give a guy who was in the wine industry and got into a car accident. You give him wine, right? That's what you fucking do, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I had fucking tons of wine in my apartment. Someone had to drink it. And I remember just 
it was snowing. I couldn't get out of my apartment. I'm like, holy shit, how am I going to do this in a wheelchair? This, this is life. Insane. This everything. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So my mom and dad come over, cook me this brilliant meal. And they're like, we got to open up a bottle of wine. And I'm like, sure. And we opened up a bottle of 2000. Um, Joseph Roti is a Vievin, Jeffrey Chambertin. And do you remember, I'm sure some of you, when you first had that, that first cherry or that first strawberry, you know, and when I had that glass of wine, just everything exploded. That feeling of why I love this business so much, that nostalgia of when I was working the restaurant floor immediately came back. And then I said, I don't know what I'm gonna do or how I'm gonna do it, but I have to try to do it, and I'm gonna fail, and I'm gonna fail terribly, but I have to try to get back in this industry, no matter what. And that was really actually my true aha moment. So it wasn't, you know, I opened up 19 whatever, and that's when I wanted to be a sommelier. But that was my aha moment from more of a humane, emotional standpoint. Yeah, for me, it was when I realized that getting into the wine business would yield an endless line of, of beautiful women and hookers. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> and blow and, and you, you know, uh, heavy pockets and yachts exactly. and everything. Exactly. Not so much. Exactly. No, we, we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right, yeah. <laughs> Instead, you get to uh, hang around with a bunch of other guys arguing about uh, terroir. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll pass that. Fuck that conversation. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're Put done. that to bed. Shut up, guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a wonderful industry where we, we live extremely rich and live uh, very wealthy in, in, in life, but uh, it, it's all experience, it's all friends. I think, I all think food, we all enjoy all life uh, a, a lot, and, and I talk about this oftentimes with my wife as well, and uh, yep. like, because she likes to watch all that reality shit, right? Yeah, like right. on TV, it's like all these rich women, but if you watch the way they eat and drink, which of course that's what I'm watching, right? I don't care about all the drama, but I'm like, oh, look at that bottle on the table, that's terrible. Why would they drink that? They got the means to drink something much better. I know, yeah. But it's like, you know, I think that our lives are a lot richer because we have those experiences, we know what we're drinking, we know how to like go out and seek the quality, um, and I'd much rather have those experiences. Absolutely. when you die, like, I mean, you can't take those bank accounts with you, right? And so, like, but I will always remember, like, that first meal I had at Alinea. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll remember that first time that I encountered, like, kimchi. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, those yeah. were, like, really life-altering experiences. And it stays with you. Yeah. yeah. It stays with you. And you can't buy those things. Cannot buy those. Absolutely. If, um, if I could never afford the food I wanted to eat and the beverage I wanted to drink, I wanted to know enough about it where people would pay me to eat and drink their shit and tell them about it. Yeah. And essentially, that's 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 kind of what you do. What, what I've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I think you've done a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. right. Would you please eat my food and drink my wine and then tell me? Tell something me what you about think about it. About right. it. And like, all right, let's, let's fucking do this. Um, so, any case, all right. So, how can if, if people like uh, are are as inspired by you as as myself and a number of others in the industry. Like, can they get involved in any way? Do you guys have any social media for Wheeling Forward? Or there, yeah, there for sure. Uh, you can just go. Um, we're on um, Instagram, on uh, Facebook, um, Twitter. You can just go at Wheeling Forward. Look us up. Two separate words, Wheeling, W-H-E-E-L-I-N-G. Second word, Ford, F-O-R-W-A-R-D. And then we have a website, wheelingforward.org. And all the information is there. I mean, if... I know you guys have an incredible community out there. If guys want to like fly out to New York and participate in some of our events, 
we would love it, you know. Um, if you guys ever want to host us and do an event out there and we can partner up with the local charity, that'd we'll be amazing, that man. We yeah, would love to do yeah. that too, you know. So, uh, talk to uh, speak to that a little bit about like what exactly We Will Eat Forward is doing in the, the uh, mission statement. Kind yeah, of, yeah, basically, our mission statement's very simple it's quality of life, right? And basically, what we've done is when we started off, uh, we do these really great wine events, we raise the money, we buy used power chairs, refurbish them. And then give them back out to people who really need them, who don't have the means to be able to pay for them, or their insurance denies them, and that's a big issue. It's another subject. Yeah, welcome to the United States. Yeah, right. right, exactly, right, exactly. Unfortunately, but we do a heck of a lot of advocacy too, as well. People who don't get jobs, people who are getting denied by for certain equipment by their insurance. But this is one of our like this is an incredible thing that we started was the Access Project here in Manhattan, but also one in Brooklyn. Um, so we've got two of them now. And what we really want people that are disabled to, is to feel that they don't, they're not disabled, that they have the same opportunity as everybody else. We just want to instill that confidence, get them out there, help them find their passion so they can pursue it because everybody has that right. You know, I think some of these people, when they get, they, they either they're born disabled or they become disabled, wherever the case is, they're taught already like, well, maybe you should just chill out, you know. And instead it should be like, no, no one puts baby in the corner, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but they, they Thank you folks for yeah, listening yeah, to the Shifting yeah, Podcast. Yeah, exactly. But you know, drop the mic. It really it's 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 really upsetting. How are you friends see, with this guy? Yeah, I know, exactly. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I've I, it's been a while since I've seen him, a couple of years now. Shit. I, it's been too long, yeah. man. Um, but yeah, but that's that's what we're trying to achieve. And you know, it, it it's weird because sometimes you know I work these wine events and we're opening up these hundreds and thousands of dollars of bottles of wine, and I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, that one bottle of wine can really change someone, you know? Uh, yeah, it's, someone's. It's quite gluttonous too. At the same time, the, I love sure, my industry, man. but it can be quite gluttonous. The amount of food that's thrown away, and and you know, you know, to see dishes that are created by the time of night, like this small little speck, yeah. but all the shit that's thrown out just to create that one little speck, it's like, oh no, come on, yeah, you know. No, and there, there's an awkward little bit of a guilt there, where like, I mean, I, I, had I have it all the time. Yeah, I had a dinner last week, and like four of the wines, and you know, the, the, this this dinner, this lineup, were. We're all between one thousand, two thousand bucks a bottle, and it's like, what the fuck? And I, I, if I were the younger Arthur, then of course I'd be like, woo, and I get to try this. And but you know, you you do try it, and over time, if you don't realize that wine and food and beverage and everything, it, it's just fucking like sustenance. Like it, like it, it yeah. really isn't rocket surgery. It's not you know, and you're not changing the fucking world with it. Um, yeah, we I, see that all the time. It's I like think we're not curing yeah, cancer. It puts here. everything right, else right. in, oh, in, in context sure. to where it's like, sure. wow, we're really blessed to, to drink and eat this stuff. But you know that one little fucking uh, chiffonade of, of actual gold that's been cut yeah, up, to right, put yeah. on top of a chocolate tort at the end of your dinner. At you know, I won't name any restaurants in New York. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, but you know, but like saying that, you're like, yeah, we're not course, curing cancer. There's a little son of a bitch who's been mining that shit we're, in Africa. We're not doing so those things. Someone can fucking eat it on their chocolate tort. But he's like, you are turning those kind of experiences we're, into like these positive, like they are life changing things. Because like we said, we, yeah, yeah, we're not curing cancer. We're sitting around drinking thousand dollar bottles of like wine. I say, I say, we're turning wine into hope. That's our model. Turning wine into hope. So. We're That's taking this product awesome. and we're giving hope to other people that may not have it, you know, and I think that's super important. But you're right, I think that 
that if if you're in the industry, you can make a positive impact. I think you know winemakers are now being more they're they're following organic practices, and that can be infectious in other trades and all that kind of stuff. And I think the same thing, chefs are doing a lot of wonderful things. What's the uh, Massimo Botero out in? Uh, oh yeah, yeah in he's Italy. really involved with communities, and he's feeding the homeless, and he's doing these wonderful uh, missions. And uh, there's there's many chefs like him as well. I think that yes, we all have this this obsession, this passion, but it should stay there, but we should also realize there's another side to it all. So I, I, I hate to say this uh, because it's ridiculous coming off of what he had just mentioned. <laughs> of course, Arthur. <laughs> when, he, when he talked about chefs working with the community, I had this flash image of Neil Browns handing out turkeys out of the back of a truck on Thanksgiving Day in New Jack City. Oh, Nino Brown? Neil, I, no, was, he said Neil Brown. I was like, no, Neil. What, what was it? Neil <laughs> was it? I thought it was Nino Brown. Nino, Nino Brown. It was yeah, Nino. Yeah, Nino. Fucking, uh, Neil Brown's a chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. I, <laughs> I was like, uh, what the hell are we calling out Neil yeah, Brown? Yeah, it, was, it was Nino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sit your fight on last before I make change. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never seen New Jack City, that no, was, see, oh, I love that New was New one Jack of City, Chris man. Rock's That's, first movies. Where he's it was, yeah, we talked about this. The Young Crackhead, yeah. Yeah, that was one of his, yeah, it was a great movie. It's a fantastic, I love Ice-T, I forgot that, you know, I read, it's so funny you mentioned that because two days ago I was reading a, um, Wesley Snipes' bio and I forgot that he went to, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he went to well, Wesley Snipes' bio <laughs> and it stops halfway through when the IRS busts the door down. Yeah. <laughs> he was in jail for like three years or something. I forgot about all that nonsense. What the, why the fuck were you reading his bio? I don't know why. Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it all came about, but I'm telling you, yeah. See, this is he why I love you. Yeah, he grew yeah. up in Orlando, Florida. I was reading you know. Wesley Snipes' no, no, biography. People bust my ass all the times because I'm like pro Stallone. Like I fucking love Rocky and Conan and all this shit, and they bust my balls. And then, and then fucking Yannick over like, here is like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yannick's like, well, I was just reading this this thesis paper on Blade and Wesley Snipes in his career, and it's like another one exists. Yeah, yeah. my brother. Just I just love it. Just yeah, we're all out there. How Blade and Wesley Snipes <laughs> relate to 1993 Bordeaux. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Fucking love it. That's awesome. So uh, where um, I know you got to get out uh, no, here no, in a second, no. go to work. Where where are you working right now? So you know this is my day job over here for the most part. I'm here a little bit later, but uh, where's here? Uh, the Access Project Willing Ford, my nonprofit, and uh, we do a lot of great wine events, and you know we do a lot of consulting, and that's how we generate revenue. But at night, I do. Uh, I work at this wonderful private club on 54th and 5th called the University Club, and uh, we have one of the largest wine lists in the United States. Yeah, that was. That's where uh, last time I was here in New York, I think James Robinson was in town, and you were. You got that right. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah, you that's chose correct. to fucking hang out with her instead of me. I did. I'm sorry about that's that. That's all right. I know. Working God. I understand. That's it's not a tough decision. That's. A, yeah, but, uh, you, but that's, that, that's where I've been there for five years, and it's been great. Right and, on, man. And I, you know, worked the floor and uh, worked some. I work with some really wonderful people, and I'm just uh, one lucky guy. You know. I'm, yeah, it's it's been. I, a, it's I don't great. want to keep you much longer, but no, no, you, you know, you when you address that, like I, I've read some articles about you, uh, you know, in preparation to meeting you today. I, I don't know you as, as Arthur does, but like, you know, like you talked about in numerous interviews, like that, like barriers to like all these guys that were like hiring psalms, and they just like they yeah. came in in a wheelchair, and they're like, ah, nah, we don't have we don't have a room for you or whatever, and like. That's kind of bullshit, but you know. Yeah, I mean, no. like that's kind of that had to have been a hard road, man. Yeah, it was actually. It's funny. There's a there's a book called The Wines of My Life. Actually, I'll I'll, I'll send you the link. It's actually about a a, a great French sommelier out in France. Um, he works at the George Sink, um, and it's uh, his name is um, Eric Bomard. 
And when I first got injured, I was trying to Google all sorts of, you know, wheelchair sommelier, wheelchair waiter, wheelchair whatever, any kind of, you know. And somehow I got, I found him. And this gentleman was a cook and he got into a really bad motorcycle accident. Basically his whole right arm is paralyzed. And he got into wine and he, he loved it and, he, and all this kind of stuff to where he became the wine director at the most, and still is the wine director, the most prestigious uh, restaurant probably in the world, one of the most, right? And he, in his, this chapter that I'm reading right now, he was talking about all the obstacles where he had to work for free and he had to just really prove to people that he can work as a sommelier with this one arm. And so he was really, really my inspiration. And I, I still, you know, it's funny because I meet so many people, I'm so fortunate, I still have not met him. And so I hope to meet him because he really gave me that hope, you know. But even reading this chapter today, or yesterday, I should say, or two days ago, um, really gave me that inspiration said, my, and it's to, to keep going forward, but also that nostalgia like of like, yes, it was hard, but that nostalgia that I was able to overcome all of this stuff, you know. Well, after this podcast, you're going to be world famous. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Maybe yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe he's the same. <laughs> we stretch from state line to state line. <laughs> he's he's going to be knocking on your door. No, no, no. no that'd be awesome. Hey, the invitation's out there. If somebody hears this and can put that into his, like, ears, like, let's get this, let's make it happen, man. Uh, I don't really think it will. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not even about that, buddy. It's not like Casey Kasem over here. <laughs> So, uh, are you still doing any um, any retail work? So, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, Jean Luc Ledoux, you know, uh, mm -hmm. you know, rest in peace. You know, he passed away um, suddenly and unexpectedly. Um, but and I you were you were there for for a long time for a very there, long time. Yeah, I was there, and I even I, I stayed on there, you know, kind of on a consulting basis and all that. So. Um, I will be helping out, you know, hopefully, you know, whatever capacity that I can. I just did a couple sem I did one seminar, excuse me, um, to help out. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's still in the early stages, and uh, I think people are still kind of getting over the shock. He was a, an incredible human being, an incredible lover of wine, and he did a lot for the New York City community. We'll see what happens with the store, but I think it's got great potential to... to but the to, store's still there. It's still, yeah, and then it's, it's actually... Being run by a fellow guy from Indianapolis, uh, Jared. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, JT. JD. JT okay, Robertson, sorry. who's been uh, doing a really heck of a job, uh, you know, running it. He did a great job before he passed away, John Luke, and he's doing even a better job right now. I mean, he's he's really taking. Uh, he's, he's, he's a good dude. He's I, a good dude. I, yeah. I, Made acquaintances with him uh, back in Indianapolis before he came out here. Not an easy situation. I think he, he, he might have had to like pick me up off the floor and put me on the couch once or twice <laughs> or something. <laughs> There's several people out there that have right, that experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying he's special yeah. in that show. <laughs> right. right. He's the me. one guy that had to pick me up <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> but uh, in working in, uh, like in a re retail place like that, a university club, I assume you've had a chance to, to, to wait on some pretty famous people and yeah, you know, pretty lucky. I think you told me one time you like uh, Keanu Reeves came in and, and bought a bunch of shit for you. Just uh, just rolled up in there like you know what's it what's the what's his uh, movie that he does? Uh, 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 Neo like, no, no, like no. Matrix John Wick or yeah, like, John Wick yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, fuck it. I love those films. <laughs> but, but I would say those I, films are great. I would say my best experience was with uh, Bono on the Edge. Oh really? Yeah, it was oh, definitely. Man. They were just super cool, and you know, they were talking. We were talking Bordeaux, and they were talking about how you know the Irish had a big influence in the Bordeaux. They were super prideful of that, and they knew quite a bit about wine. I have to say, definitely very knowledgeable. Right on, man. But very relaxed, very humble people. And actually, they were on their way to 
uh, memorial for Lou Reed because he had just passed away. Um, and I got a great picture for, with uh, Bono at the edge. And um, yeah, so you know, um, but you, besides celebrities, you just always meet so many interesting people. It's one of the great things about one of the perks of working in a place like New York City, like a major urban metropolis like this, constantly meeting the most interesting people. I had a, got a friend, a mutual friend between Yannick and I, uh, Rob Ord, out of, well, I think he's in, Bro, he's he's in Napa now, but he was, he was in, in, in Seattle for a while. He's working at Wild as Ginger in a number of places. Oh, right, 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 sure. And he said he used to take care of Danny DeVito, and like he said, Danny DeVito knew like a shit ton about wine. That's really awesome. Dialed in. And I kind of found this a surprise, but another friend of mine was at a DRC tasting, and Sammy Hagar was there, and he was like, "Dude, Sammy Hagar knows his really? fucking domain de well, He's got Conte. that. I, well, I wouldn't be surprised. He's got that uh, tequila. Tequila, product, right, 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 for sure. So. Well, like, well, he sold the Cabo Wabo, Cabo Wabo for, right. for like forty. Yeah, every day. Did he really? Did he really? A and ton. I think he's one of the ones wow. that started that new atrocious. Mezcal tequila combination. Combination. Oh, and really? It's called, like, it's called like Maquillery or, oh, or Tezcal or like tezcal. A, a mix on tequila and tequila or whatever. No, wait, you were just uh, talking about The mezcal. Edge. And I was thinking about uh, so The Edge is a buddies with uh, my buddy Carlos Esquivel, who's one of the owners of Pilsa Rums down in Panama. Uh -huh. And uh, he's partners with Don Pancho. And I know that uh, Carlos has gotten to know the Edge because they, I guess they got a yacht down there. You two, like, they hang out down in Panama. Wow. And uh, the, he buys it by the case. So Carlos always, like, gets to fly up to, like, Madison Square Garden to see you two play or whatever wow. from, like, Panama. So I was like, wow. yeah. I mean, that's kind of a cool thing. You know, it's like what, what we're uh, doing. We don't feel <laughs> like we're curing cancer, but, like, it's, there's some pretty neat people enjoying things oh, out absolutely. there. You know, they're sure. like, uh, what we're doing. I mean, uh, I guess related to that, like, I mean, what's what's – Further on out for you, man. Like, I mean, it's beverage oh, oh, community okay. or all that, that thought. Oh, I just had a couple of things. Arthur's got a story. Sorry, sorry. I, I got to throw them out while they're in my head. So, um, I, I had a chance to take care of Michael Douglas one time. Oh. And he's, he's yeah? a wee really? he's fucking tiny, wee fella, itty bitty. A wee oh, fella. Yeah. Wee what are we fella. in fucking like, Scotland? Uh, I, could, I could like pick him up and just put him on my shoulder. <laughs> uh, I could just carry him around like a baby. Um, <laughs> what? And this is coming from Arthur, who's like 5'2". Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am 5'9", five, 5'8 five, 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 and a half five, at 220 weight. The half fucker. doesn't count after you're over 40, dude. Hey, man, uh, there's some mats out there. If you want to fucking take this out there and scrap, I'll gladly, we can make that part of the podcast. I, I've had a few drinks. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> get back to the hotel, be like, what happened to Ed? And I'll be like, he fucked up. Next week. <laughs> Last week, formerly <laughs> of right. the Ship Street Podcast. My, my, my former co-host, Arthur Black. <laughs> Two whole new hosts next week. <laughs> um, Brian. I, um, I took care of John Travolta once. It was a weird dude. Very really? Nice. Oh, Scientologist. Yeah. I think that goes oh, without saying. Yeah. It's totally what I was thinking. Like, you know, to Scientology, kooky. Very nice, though. And who's the dude from Mad Max? Or not Mad Max. Uh, Mad, uh, Mad Men. The, John Hamm? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's yeah. awesome. He's a douche. Is he, is he a, douche? a douche? Total douche. No, come on. No, no. Total, total. He looks like a total, like... He was a total dick. He's now, a... I will say wow, to... Wow, I'm to, actually surprised to hear to that. To counter my criticism... I too. Yeah. That's a beautiful man. Oh, he's a good-looking man. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy on TV, but, like... And he's a big dude, no? To see, he's very tall. Yeah. And to see him in person, like, I was just kind of staring at him, and I didn't, didn't really care, but it was like... Yeah, I'm staring at you. You're a good-looking dude. <laughs> dude, he did one of my favorite things ever, which was like a, a, a remake of the intro of Simon and Simon. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like the greatest two minutes of television. And they like totally scene for scene 
reshot the intro oh to, the, to Simon and Simon. It was fucking fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, well, we went off the rails here. The again. stories we have. All right, so that be honest. But um, I gave up on five-year plans because they don't fucking work out. But no, they don't. I mean, what are what are your, your thoughts? You're you're married. Did, uh, I assume. Did you guys get a new place? Did she move into your place? She, we got place? a new we got a new place, but in the same building because you you stayed over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, a great place. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We uh, so uh, we got a, in the same building, but a bigger apartment, two bedrooms, and it looks great. We're so happy. Um, I mean, the truth is, we want to continue this organization. You know, I want to continue uh, growing in this industry myself, just from a personal growth. I'm constantly curious. Uh, I was in France. I went to Cognac for the first time ever. Absolutely loved it. I mean, Charente's beautiful, isn't oh, it? Oh, Charente is gorgeous. And it, I don't understand why more people don't go to these type of it's regions. It's so unappreciated it's so, it's so un beverage in spirits. And like, to meet these small producers, I mean, I know they say, I couldn't believe it, that 40% of the Cognac production is by Hennessy. 90% is like by the big boys. But we visited a small, we, we visited, visited a one of Nicholas uh, producers. Oh, who'd you go see? Uh, Guillaume Patiron. Oh. And that was, I mean, that was one of my favorite visits. Oh my God, it was so great. So visiting <coughs> things like that, and I'm going to Spain next week. Next week. So, you know, I mean. Um, the um, the cognac uh, brandy, uh, definitely the most famous brandy in the world. So fruit-based fruit -based distillate yep. based on grapes, obviously. It's 300,000 acres in the Charente these beautiful rolling sort of pastoral scenic hills. Yep. And if you've been to like Canaros in California, California, not too dissimilar. If you've been to Campania in Italy, the, the topography is not too dissimilar. Same thing in Champagne. But this is an area, 300,000 acres, cultivated by 7,000 growers. And to, to Yannick's point, 90 fucking thousand, or 90% yeah. of all the cognac made is by the four dominant houses. Four dominant houses. Right, it's crazy. Yeah. It's Check good. out Grower Cognac. I think we discussed that a little bit with Nico. When, yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. talked about that with him. Absolutely. Because that's his, his MO, his modest sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Grower Cognacs. And they are beverages that compete on a global stage with anything. Yeah. So um, where are you going in Spain? I'll be out in uh, Galicia. Oh, then, right on. Uh, Bierzo. Cool. Um, and then. Are oh, you out of Bierzo? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. You do a better nice. than I do, yeah. Bierzo. But, but I'm excited. So I've never been to Bierzo and I've never been to Rioja. So this is great, you know. I've uh, only driven through. Beauty. Yeah, so. Have um, you been there, yeah? I know. So Rioja is like, that's top of like yeah. the top 10 list, right? You know, yeah, 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 it's up there. I've visited, I've visited a lot of the places. <laughs> I've got this like kind of weird dichotomy. Like, Wine regions I want to visit, yeah, sure. but like I'm, you know, and and of course rum producing places, which are mostly in the Caribbean, which doesn't agree well with this uh, fantastic transparent complexion. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's a guy's little joke. It's like you're gonna love rum, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. aren't gonna be able to survive three right. minutes in the sun. Right, right. <laughs> Fucking ginger. <laughs> hey man. Um, uh, hey, Rondel's the same way, man. We talked to Jim Rondel. On the last episode, and it's like, uh, Martin he's about oh, well, and Martin K. Yeah, yeah. Martin's pale as fuck. was a pale motherfucker. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. How come all of us rum people are so pale? A bunch of white pale people. <laughs> that's so funny. That is yeah. re really is yeah. odd. <laughs> so uh, you're gonna be in Bierzo. Do you have any time to yourself? You gonna be able to bounce across the border and check out the Douro because you're really not too far away. I went to the uh, to Douro. I'm not gonna be there. No, unfortunately, I won't have time. I mean, have uh, you done Douro? I have done the Douro before. It's, it's majestic. It's, it's it's unreal. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the most spectacular places ever. Absolutely. Well, no, I, I still want to go to Madeira. I've not been there. <laughs> Madeira's the shit. So after you hit all these places, man, like 
we always ask, you know, at the end of every episode, like, I mean, and I know how these trips go, and much like the last 24 hours have been, even though it feels like we've been here longer than 24 hours, <laughs> um, you know, there, there's, the, there's a, uh, a bill to pay at the end of that, and um, sometimes you can make that bill a little easier to pay. So, like, you know, when that alcohol kind of finally gets out of your body right. and the headache comes... The nausea, nausea comes. Like, I mean, do you have any uh, any hangover cures for us that we can? Uh... Hangover cures? Yeah. Can we Jeez. can we add this onto the book? Oh, you know what? There's that new. Um, well, you know what? You're gonna. You're, you guys are from Indianapolis. You're definitely gonna think I'm a New Yorker, and you're gonna like beat my ass down for saying this. But actually, I have to say, Pedialyte fucking works. You're not the only one, man. I think I you're have to, and drink it before, <coughs> actually, or during. You do, this woman, a very good during, friend. You go to the bar, you're like, no. <laughs> I need three shots of uh, tequila, I, and I, do you have a glass I can pour my Pedialyte? Pedialyte. <laughs> and I have to tell you something. Um, she had her uh, 45th birthday. It was at Racine's fantastic restaurant. If you've never been there, check it out. Yeah, I've been, that, that's a wonderful place. It's a great place. And it was her 45th birthday. It was about 50 of us. Everyone was bringing, it was all wines from the 70s. So fantastic wines. And on each table, there were a couple bottles of Pedialyte. And during the tasting, I was doing some shots of it. I swear to God, man. Next day, all right, <laughs> I feel a little, little groggy, but nothing. Sure. But felt like, I mean, it should have been much more painful. I mean, and I did it again, and I'm like, Pedialyte fucking works. I mean, I'm going to check out Pedialyte. Well, apparently we need to, because it's about, like, I think about 70% of our guests have a at lot least of people mentioned said it. Pedialyte. So it's that's, been quite amazing, yes. Um, you know. Still one of my favorites, uh, Jake's uh, parents yeah. was, um, what was it, Fa? Uh, and to me, Fa and Saki is an awesome yeah, yeah, hangover yeah, cure. Jake. Absolutely. Fucking love Jake. He's crazy. Yeah, I, like, I like doing, like, I mean, if it's really bad the next day, I mean, I mean, you guys all know that, but I love doing, like, some kind of, like, Amaro, you know. Yeah. Like a, it's so nice with the digestive, you know, that's also a good thing, you know. I combated mine this morning. I had a man, splitting headache, and I looked over with where my phone was charging on the little nightstand, and I was like, oh, man, I drank too much last night. What's that? Oh, there's three bottles of Clarence sitting next to my phone. <laughs> 50 ml is part of our... Yeah, yeah our because it's part of the uh, Bellier launch, and Nine. so we had a little goodie bag of, like, uh, there was a, a bottle of uh, Carony and, and three bottles of Claren from Haiti, so I was like... That's you not, want? That's not a great idea. Uh-huh. You do I, I, I tapped you into the okay. uh, Soju, um, which uh, Michel was there a little bit earlier uh, at the Valier launch today, and uh, yeah, he was great. Like, How I was mean, it? Was, is it it's fantastic. They brought their uh, they brought the distillers in from Haiti, wow. so um, yeah, they were real cool. The um, Haitian rooms were good. They they, they, they were, were very uh, shy, but uh, it was right before you arrived, and they actually got up and like uh, Luca Gariano actually kind of like shoved a microphone into their hands and made them chat a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was it was very cool. I mean, it's it's like I, I've, I've said it numerous times. Um, those Clarins are, are, are very much like uh, Haitian uh, mezcal. I mean, it's it's yeah. sugarcane distillate, but it's just out in the middle of nowhere. You got to go down through some like rocky, dusty yeah, back roads just to find like a guy that's putting it into a, a gas jug, you know, and just selling it to the village or not even selling, just sharing it amongst themselves. So it's it's, uh, yeah, it's no, pretty cool. I, I love that. I've, I've been like in the hills of Oaxaca and some guy just has like a, a milk jug. He's like, this is... 30-year-old, you know. Michelle invited us down to, to Haiti. Sate, and I'm like, uh, yeah. sold. Yeah, Michelle asked, he said, uh, if you guys want to come down, man, I'll take care of you. We'll take take care of you in Haiti. So that wow. might, we might just have to be doing a remote from Haiti next Fucking time. done, son, yeah, man. It would be spectacular. Yeah. What are the tickets to Haiti Spectacular. Calls? 
Hell, it's psychotic, man. Fuck it. We got to go. Because eventually, you're going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys have a good, good thing going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great, Yannick. Thanks. Yeah, you're pretty hey, fucking man. funny, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I have power to fire you. It's our project. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, you're fired from this job that doesn't pay anything. Doesn't pay a cent. <laughs> the story of my life. Just hey, working. man, Yannick, this has been awesome, man. I, I definitely, I know this is the first time I've, like, met you and, and got to hang with you, but it's not going to be the last. I'm definitely going to make sure I hang you down. I, I would like to work with you a little bit uh, with Wheeling Forward. Um, I would be honored. So I want to get your info before we leave here today. For sure. Um, and I think we should make something happen between India and get some, like, synergy going because uh, Let's make yeah, it there's happen. no reason this, is, this is, should be small. Like, no. this should be uh, a nationwide well-known uh, no, you're very uh, kind uh, yeah. uh, reminder um, Instagram Facebook websites you know how can people either follow you or follow wheeling forward or get involved wheeling uh, org. that's the website and then at wheeling forward um, Instagram Facebook and then if you want to follow me because I do a lot of the work it's at Yannick Benjamin Instagram Facebook and Twitter so Yannick that's uh, Y-A-N-N-I-C-K oh, very, good, very good very right, good right. very good yeah. and Benjamin that's it I don't even know if there's another way to spell Yannick to be honest I'm like, yeah. I don't know <laughs> The only Yannick I know. <laughs> right, that's what I was going to say. I'm basing all of my knowledge on this one gentleman right here. So, all right. Gentlemen, hey, this is awesome. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's not make really this the last great. time. Certainly not. I need awesome. to make it out there. Thank you, guys. Thanks, brother. Hey, thank you. Until next time, folks. Cheers. Cheers.